Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Hello, I'm the Reading Bug. And today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Penguin Young Readers, featuring Ordinary People Change the World, a series of spectacular illustrated biographies for early readers by New York Times bestselling author Brad Meltzer. After today's adventure, you may want to pick up I Am Jane Goodall, or if you love last season's space episode, try I Am Neil Armstrong, or maybe I Am Abraham Lincoln, which was featured in our Wild West adventure. Get all the books in the Ordinary People Change the World series at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Hello, reader. Welcome to another Reading Bug adventure. This week, we've got another bonus full story episode for our chimpanzee adventure. Thanks for listening. Reading Bug Adventures is created, written, and produced by The Reading Bug, our family-owned children's bookstore. If you'd like to learn more about us, our store, and our mission, you can visit and shop at thereadingbug.com. And moms and dads, if our adventure gets your child inspired to read and continue their adventures, be sure to visit readingbugbox.com to find out all about our monthly book subscription. Every Reading Bug Box is full of hand-picked books by me and other members of our staff and perfectly matched to the child's unique age and interests and reading level. Finally, before we begin our adventure, I need to say a few special thank yous. Our podcast is mixed and mastered by Resonate Recordings and made possible by our sponsors and listeners like you. If you'd like to support our work on future episodes, please visit our page at patreon.com. Patrons get access to music downloads, exclusive content, gifts, and more. Thanks to all our patrons for your support. Okay, reader, are you ready to go on a spectacular adventure with me in the reading bug? Then what are we waiting for? Let's fly! It's time for a Reading Bug Adventure! It's a Reading Bug Adventure There's lots of fun in store Just inside our book bag There's new places to explore Grab your crayons and paper And your imaginations too The Reading Bug and I can't wait To share our trip with you Hi, reader! I'm so glad you're able to join us today. You got here just in time, too. Because here comes the reading bug flying towards us. Hi, reading bug. We're over here. Look, reader, the reading bug is wearing a pith helmet again. You know, I bet that's a clue as to where we'll be going on our adventure today. Why, hello, Lauren, and hello to you too, reader. I zipped over here just as fast as my wings could carry me. I'm so excited about our trip today. How about you? 
Oh, I'm always excited for a new adventure, Reading Bug. So, where are we going? We noticed that you're wearing your pith helmet again. We've worn those on our safari adventure to see the Great Migration in Africa, and when we visited the dinosaurs. And both places were very sunny and extremely hot. Are we going someplace hot and sunny again? Why, yes, very observant, Lauren. We'll definitely be outside on our adventure today. And did you notice that I brought my binoculars too? No, I didn't. But that seems like another clue. We're going to want to use our binoculars so we can see objects that are far away from us, just like we use them on our dinosaur adventure. Reading Bug, can you give us more clues about today's adventure? Sure, Lauren. The books in my book bag today include I Am Jane Goodall by Brad Meltzer, Me, Jane by Patrick McDonald, and The Watcher, Jane Goodall's Life with the Chimps by Jeanette Winter. Oh, I've heard all about Jane Goodall before. She's a famous scientist who spent most of her life studying chimpanzees. Reader, can you guess where the Reading Bug's book bag will be taking us today? Before you guess, here are a couple more clues. I also brought Baby Monkey Private Eye by Brian Selznick and David Serlin and Grumpy Monkey by Suzanne Lang. Oh boy, Reading Bug, I have a guess. Will we be going to visit chimpanzees today, just like Jane Goodall? Yes, yes, yes. At the end of our safari adventure, our friend Amari invited us to come back to visit the chimpanzees in Gombe National Park in Tanzania. Remember? Gombe National Park is where Jane Goodall started studying chimpanzees over 50 years ago. And guess what? It's also where we're heading on our adventure today. Oh, how fun! I had such a great time seeing the animals of Africa on our last visit, and I can't wait to see the chimpanzees. And that's not all, Lauren. We're visiting on a very special mission. We need to find a missing baby chimpanzee. The primatologist at the park, those are scientists who study and protect the chimpanzees, can't find one of the baby chimps. So we're going to search the park and see if we can help find her. Oh, wow. What an important mission. Not only will we get to visit Gombe National Park, but we'll also get to assist the primatologist there. Reading Bug, will Jane Goodall be there too? I don't think so, Lauren. Jane spends most of her time traveling all over the world, advocating on behalf of the chimpanzees of Africa. In Jane's book, The Chimpanzee Children of Gombe, she says that when she first arrived in Africa in 1962, there were more than one million chimps living there. Now, however, there are less than 300,000. The chimpanzees are disappearing because logging companies are cutting down the trees where the chimpanzees live to make more space for villages, cattle, and for growing food for humans. Oh no, so chimpanzees must be an endangered species, just like some of the other animals we learned about on our last African adventure. Yes, Lauren, but the good news is that many people like Jane Goodall are working hard to make sure that the chimpanzees don't become extinct. Organizations like the Jane Goodall Institute help protect the forest where the chimpanzees live, and they also rescue and care for orphan chimpanzee babies. That sounds like very important work. And I'm so excited to visit and help, aren't you, reader? But before we go, did you remember to bring some paper and crayons with you? Just like the artists that illustrate the books that we read, we want to draw pictures that will help us retell our story once we've returned from our adventure. As we travel with the reading bug today, you can decide what parts of our adventure you want to draw and share with your friends and family. Whatever you choose, I'm sure your illustrations will be incredible. At the end of our podcast, we'll listen to music, and you can draw the pictures that are in your imagination then. But 
Of course, you can call her anytime you want by pausing our podcast. If you didn't remember paper and crayons, don't worry. Just press pause or have a grown-up do it for you and get them now. The reading bug and I will wait right here for you. Okay, are you ready? I can't wait to get on our adventure today. But before we go, we'd better make sure our bodies are stretched out and ready for the excitement that awaits us. That's right. Have you ever tried to find a baby chimpanzee before? Well, it's not going to be easy. Chimpanzees spend a lot of time high in the trees, swinging from branch to branch. So we're going to want to be stretched out and warmed up before we go on our adventure. Okay, why don't we pretend we're chimpanzees and stretch out together? Can you swing your arms like a chimpanzee swinging through the trees? That's it. Now, let's all stand up, unless you're buckled into your car seat, and wiggle our fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great! Stretch your arms high up over your head. Perfect. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go. Great job, Reader. Those stretches really helped, didn't they? I'm not sure if I can swing from tree to tree like a chimpanzee, but I do feel wonderful, stretched out, and full of energy for our adventure. Me too. So, what are we waiting for? Are you ready for a chimpanzee adventure? We're off to visit chimpanzees today who live in the National Park of Gombe. There's a baby chimp that has lost its mother, and we're going to find her one way or another. Look, reader. The reading bug is opening her book bag. The book bag is growing bigger and bigger. Soon we'll be able to fit right inside. And look, there are pictures, lights, and words swirling all around in there from all the amazing books about Jane Goodall and the chimpanzees and other animals that the reading bug brought with her. Look inside the book bag, reader. I see cute baby chimpanzees clinging to their mother's back, baboons swinging from tree to tree, a beautiful gray lake, and forests filled with fruit trees. And look over there. I see big green, brown, and yellow snakes. Yikes! I also see a beautiful red sunset and an indigo black sky with flashes of lightning. What an incredible assortment of sights. I can't wait any longer, so let's flap our bug wings and fly. Hop three times with me, then into my book bag. Here we go. One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. Let's jump inside our book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag? Our trusty book bag. What will we learn about today? Oh my, look what's happening, reader. The lights are flashing and the pictures and words are circling all around us. Here we go. We're off to Tanzania, see? Everything around us is disappearing as we head up, up, up and away. Our homes look like toy houses laid out below. And all the people look as tiny as little bugs down there. And whoa! Hold on tight! Now we're traveling quickly through the air. Look! Our homes have disappeared, and there's nothing but water all around us as we zip across the Pacific Ocean to the continent of Africa. 
Hey, look! Land ho! There's the continent of Africa, coming up quickly in front of us. I see rivers, deserts, jungles, and cities. Can you see them too, reader? It's incredible! But, uh-oh. We're still way up high, and the book bag is beginning to take us back down, 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 quickly to the ground. We're getting closer and closer, reader, as we come in for a landing. Whoa! We made it! That was a wild trip, wasn't it, reader? Speaking of wild, why don't we all hop out of the book bag and see where we've landed? Remember, Africa is full of dangerous wild animals. So step out of the book bag slowly and carefully. We don't want to find ourselves face to face with a lion or a rhino today. No dangerous animals that I can see, Lauren. But it sure is hot out here. Oh, and look, there's a man coming right this way and waving to us. Welcome, welcome, friends. Welcome to a beautiful Gombe National Park. Your friend Imari told me that you would be arriving today in your magical book bag. So I have been watching out for you. And now, here you are, just as she said you would be. My name is Salim, and I am a primatologist here at Gombe National Park in Tanzania. Oh, hello Salim. It's so nice to meet you. Any friend of Imari's is a friend of ours too. Isn't that right, reader? My name is Lauren, and this is the reading bug, and our reader friend. We are so happy to join you here today and to go on an adventure together. But first, can you tell me what a primatologist is? Of course. A primatologist is a scientist who studies primates. Primates? Yes. Primates are the most developed and most intelligent animals on the earth. And they include humans, monkeys, and apes. We have many kinds of primates at the Gombe National Park, including chimpanzees, Baboons, vested monkeys, blue monkeys, and of course, humans like me and you. I study the chimpanzees that live in the park. Lauren, I read that humans and chimpanzees share at least 96% of the same DNA. Maybe even as much as 99%. Very good reading bag. That's right. I'm not sure I understand. What exactly is DNA? Oh, DNA is a short term for deoxyribonucleic acid. It's a material that carries all information about how a living thing, like a human or a chimpanzee, will look or function. For example, the color of your hair or eyes is determined from your DNA. Right again, reading bug. Scientists believe that human and chimpanzee DNA is so similar because humans and chimpanzees evolved from a common ancestor. That means we may have had the same great 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 grandparents millions of years ago. But even though our DNA is so similar, it's the differences that matter. The small differences between human and chimp DNA lead to big differences in our appearances and behaviors. That's amazing. I had no idea we were so closely related to chimpanzees. Well, some of us are, but bugs like me don't share very much DNA at all with you primates. I have so many more questions for you, Salim. But before I ask any more, can you give us some more information about the baby chimpanzee that we'll be searching for today? We learned that she was lost and are here to help. Can you tell us who she is and how she got lost? Yes, I can, Lauren. The missing chimpanzee's name is Jubilee, and she is very special. 
You see, chimpanzees usually have just one baby at a time, like humans. It is very unusual for a chimpanzee to have twins. And when a chimpanzee mother has twins, it is very difficult for her to take care of the two babies. Despite these odds, however, one of the chimpanzee mothers, Josie, did have twins, Jubilee and her brother, Jack, who have both flourished and are now three years old. Three-year-old chimpanzee twins? I bet they are very cute. Yes, they are. But they are also very active and very difficult for Josie to care for. Several days ago, Jubilee disappeared, and we haven't seen her since. We are very worried about her. I read that, although chimpanzees are strong, a three-year-old chimpanzee is very similar to a three-year-old human child. It must be dangerous and scary for her to be alone without her family. Oh no, that is so sad. What do you think happened to Jubilee? We just don't know. Our chimpanzees here in Gombe National Park are lucky because they are protected from poachers. So I'm certain Jubilee was not captured. But there are other risks. Snakes like the African rock python or leopards are dangerous predators here, but both are rare. So I am also hopeful that little Jubilee has not become a leopard's lunch. More likely she simply lost track of time and her surroundings and didn't realize that her mother and brother had moved on until they were gone. I am hoping that she is not injured and that she has climbed a tree and is waiting for someone like us to find her. I sure hope you're right, Salim. Reader? Reading bug? What do you say? Let's get going and see if we can find poor little Jubilee. Wonderful. I appreciate your help. And it's a good thing that you arrived bright and early today so we can have a full day of searching. We're excited to help too. If you look to your right, you see that we are standing right next to the house where Jane Goodall used to live, looking out over Lake Tanganyika and nestled in the shadows of the mountains. Just like Jane did every morning when she lived here, we will climb the steep slope behind us to the very top of that hill. From there, Jane had a view of the rainforest where Jubilee's Mitumba chimpanzee community lives, sleeps and plays. It is a perfect patch for us to try to spot Jubilee. Are you ready for a steep climb to the top? Great! Then here we go. I'm sure glad we stretched out before our trip. This climb isn't easy. There's no sidewalk and not even much of a trail. We are going to have to make our way through the tall grass, the trees, and the brambly bushes that we encounter on the way to the top. How are you doing, Reader? It's a long way up, but when we get to the top, we're going to have a panoramic view of the forest below. Reader, push your way through the tall grass here as we continue up the hill. That's it. Push the grass aside, then step. Push the grass aside, then step. Excellent work. And don't forget to look around as you make your way through. There are lots of wild animals and snakes in the Gombe National Forest. And because they are often the same color as the grass, rocks, and trees where they live, they can be hard to see. Step carefully, reader. Yes. When an animal blends into its surroundings, that's called camouflage. Camouflage is very important in harsh environments like this one, especially if you're an animal with lots of predators. Blending in increases an animal's chance of survival by making it difficult for their predators to find them. Oh, wow! Lauren, reader, look out there to our left. 
Do you see all the colorful butterflies winging their way through the wildflowers in the field? The butterflies are so vivid when they are flying, but they are well camouflaged when they come to rest near the colorful African flowers. Yes, their wings have all the colors in the rainbow. Rose red, lime green, vivid violet, canary yellow, and emerald blue. I also see dragonflies flitting through the grass and then rising high into the sky before heading down into the grassy field again. Let's pretend that dragonflies are the fairy kings riding on their trusted steeds, chasing after the beautiful fairy princesses. And look, there's a skink perched on the rock there. A skink? That's a funny name. A skink is a kind of lizard, and that one looks like a magical dragon that one of the fairy kings must slay to win the heart of the fairest princess of all. The skink does look like a magical dragon, with the smooth gold scales running down its back, and red and black bars set against a silver background on its sides. He'll be a fun beast to draw at the end of today's episode. Reading Bug, what part would a ladybug like you play in our fairy tale kingdom? Oh, Lauren, I always imagined that I would be a scribe, of course. That way, I could do what I love best. Read all of the books in the kingdom, and write stories for the royal family. Wonderful. It sounds like we could have quite the adventure in a fairy tale kingdom someday. Wouldn't that be fun? On today's adventure, I hope that the chimpanzees that we encounter don't think I'm a termite. I read in Who is Jane Goodall that chips consider termites to be quite a delicious delicacy. That is correct, reading bag. In fact, Jane Goodall was the first person to report that chimpanzees used grass blades to fashion simple tools that they inserted into the narrow pathway of the termite mode to collect dozens of their favorite termite treats. Yes, I remember now. Until Jane Goodall's discovery that chimpanzees make tools, scientists thought that one of the biggest differences between humans and the rest of the animal kingdom was that only human beings created tools. But now we know that chimpanzees and several other animals are also able to make simple tools. Wait, stop. Loren, Rita, do you hear chattering noise? Listen carefully. I think we may be approaching a troop of red Columbus monkeys and perhaps some blue monkeys too. Let's stop here. Stay quiet. Take a look at the stand of trees beyond the meadow that is just in front of us. Salim, are you sure? I don't see any Columbus monkeys or any other monkeys for that matter in the trees at all. Try using your binoculars, Roren. Reader, let's use our binoculars to look out into the trees. Oh! Wow! I didn't see anything in the trees until I looked through my binoculars. But now, I see that the trees are almost alive with monkeys! They're everywhere! Some are eating fruit up high in the trees, others are playing on the branches, while even more are swinging on the vines. And listen to their strange, high-pitched twittering. I bet the monkeys with red hair on their heads and down their backs are the red colobus monkeys. Is that right, Salim? Yes. And the other monkeys, the ones with the dark brown bodies, black feet, and whitish faces, are the blue monkeys. They don't look blue, Solemn. Sometimes in the sunshine, their light faces will look a little bit blue. Oh, yes, I see. Reading Bug, I feel like I'm watching a flying trapeze performance in the circus. Those monkeys look like they are having a wonderful time. Flying trapeze? Now that's something I'd love to read more about. Oh, look over there. Salim, am I looking at a deer over there in the grass? It has a beautiful light brown coat with a white muzzle and white splotches on its side. 
tail, legs, and neck. It is not a deer, but it is similar to a deer. You're looking at what we call a bushbuck. It is a type of antelope that lives in Africa. It seems like there is something strange or beautiful or both everywhere we look here. Even the trees here look different from the trees where I live. You are looking at massive mbala trees loaded with mbala fruit, oil nut palm trees filled with sweet fruits, and giant fig trees with huge branches that are festooned with vines that twist upward to the sky. Each tree is a different size and shape, and a different shade of green as well. I can assure you that you won't find the fruit on these trees in your grocery store, even though they are delicious. And not just beautiful sights, beautiful smells too. Let's close our eyes and take a few deep breaths. Can you smell some of the fragrances of the Gombe National Park? I smell the luscious fragrance of the overripe fruit hanging on the branches of the trees, the aroma of young crushed leaves, the damp smell of wet bark, and the musky smell of the monkeys and chimpanzees who use the trees as their highway in the sky. Wait, what happened, Salim? All of a sudden, the monkeys have gone quiet. Did they leave? No, I can still see them in the trees. But red Colabas monkeys are known to become quiet when bad weather is on the way, which is always a risk here in the park. I suggest we find a covered place where we can stay dry in case there is a storm coming our way. Great idea, Salim. Reader, reading bug, we do not want to run up against a flash flood again like we did on our last trip to Africa, do we? There is a small cave in the rocks up ahead. Let's hurry there and wait out the rain. Okay, everyone, hurry up the hill. Great job. It looks like we'll get there just in the nick of time. I'm starting to feel a few drops on my face. Are you? Wait. Before you enter the cave, let me quickly check it out first to make sure that there are no other animals already using it as a shelter. Leopards have been known to sleep in the caves during the day as they rest before their nighttime hunt for food. Okay, reader, while Salim is checking out the cave, do you want to take a peek inside too? Okay, let's just take a look. Boy, is it dark in there. Wait, uh-oh. Do you see what I see? I see two big golden brown eyes staring back at me. I think it must be a leopard! And he's definitely not asleep. Those eyes are wide open. What should we do, reader? Run? Yes. When I say go, let's head for the trees back behind us. If we're quick, we can climb one of them to escape the leopard. Loren, reading bug, reader, stop! <laughs> Those big golden eyes belong to me. I have checked and there are definitely no leopards in this cave. And it's a good thing too. Leopards can run much faster than we can. And they can climb trees too. We would be in grave danger if we had started a sleeping leopard. <laughs> I was just playing a little joke on Lauren, but she was so afraid. Ha-ha. <laughs> sure, reading bug. I will admit that I was a little scared. How about you, reader? Were you frightened by those big eyes in the back of the cave? They sure looked like leopard eyes to me. Even though it was only you, Salim, I'm not sure I really want to go into that cave. Maybe we can just stay out here and wait for the storm to pass. Well, I have more good news for you. 
Not only is there no leopard, there also is no rain. The small storm has blown right past us. Since we are almost at the top of the hill, I suggest we keep going. Our chance of finding little jubilee decreases with every passing hour. Yes, of course. Let's keep going. We're almost there. Careful of all the brambly bushes up here, reader. Step nice and slowly through the bushes, making sure not to scrape your legs or arms. Great! Now, lift your arms up high over your head so none of the other brambles scratch you. Just a little further. Great job, everyone! We are now in the very best place to look out over the rainforest where Jubilee's chimpanzee community lives. The chimps in her community spend most of their time over there, to the right of us. But Jubilee and her family were last spotted a couple of miles away, closer to Lake Tanganyika. Since she was playing with some baby baboons, let's keep an eye out for signs of a baboon troop in that area. Okay, reader, use your binoculars again and we'll look out into the trees stretched out below us. We're looking for signs of Jubilee or the baboon troop. Do you see anything? Hey, look, I think I see some movement down there. It looks like there are some monkeys splashing in the lake. Do monkeys even like water? Oh yes, unlike chimpanzees, baboons can swim. I read that sometimes young baboons will go into the lake for fun, even diving down and swimming underwater. And I think that's what I'm seeing now. Let me see if I can focus my binoculars on what you're seeing. Yes, there they are. And those are definitely baboons. I can tell from their reddish hair, the tufts of hair on either side of their faces, and of course by their large hairless bottoms. Great job finding the baboons, reading bag. Why don't we all head down the hill in that direction and see if we can find a place nearby where Jubilee and the baboons might have been playing. Did I hear you say that Jubilee was playing with the baboons? I thought that baboons and chimpanzees were enemies. Yes, I think you're right, Lauren. I remember reading that chimps and baboons sometimes compete for the same food. You're both right. Chimpanzees and baboons do fight with one another. But young chimps and baboons also play together. I have seen Jubilee playing with one particular baby baboon named Goblina before. And I suspect that's who she was playing with before she disappeared. Reading bug. Reader, listen. I hear a new sound. If I didn't know better, I'd think it was a little boy or girl crying softly. But surely there aren't any little boys or girls alone in the rainforest. Do you hear it too, Reader? Shh. Let's all be very quiet so we can hear the sound better. Oh yes, I hear it too. That is the sound of a baby chimpanzee in distress. Perhaps it is Jubilee. Oh no, if that's Jubilee, it sounds like she might be in trouble. Reader, we need to very quietly and very carefully follow that sound and see if it leads us to little Jubilee. Can you tell us where the sound is coming from? I think it's coming from way up high in the Mbala tree, just up ahead. Hurry, this way. Lauren, Salim, Reader, look, right up there. Is that Jubilee? See, she's perched on the very end of a branch. Oh yes, I do see her, right there. And she's clearly in distress. She's shivering and she's crying. 
Can anyone see what's wrong? Oh, no. I think I know why Little Jubilee is crying. Little Bug, what do you see up there? It's really, really bad. Look, right there on the same branch as Jubilee, but closer to the tree trunk, is a very large, very thick snake covered with colored splotches of brown, olive, chestnut, and yellow. See? It has a big triangular head that is marked on the top with a dark brown spear head outlined in yellow. I do see it. Do you, Reader? It's wrapped around the branch several times, so I can't see how long it is. But it looks very, very long. Maybe as long as ten feet, with great, big, pointy teeth. The snake is much bigger than Jubilee is. But I think there's a tiny bit of good news. It looks like the snake may be sleeping. I see it too. And that looks a lot like an African rock python. That's the fourth largest snake in the world. Oh no! That's a really scary kind of snake, Reader. It's not poisonous, but it attacks its prey by squeezing the air out of them. And unfortunately for Jubilee, African rock pythons are predators of chimpanzees. That's right. And chimps are very afraid of these big snakes. Jubilee must have seen the snake, and she's stuck in the tree, afraid that if she moves, she'll wake it up. That's why she's gone missing. Reader, what can we do to help Jubilee? The python won't sleep forever, and when it wakes up, it may be hungry. What do you think we should do? If we try to climb the tree to rescue Jubilee, we're likely to wake up the snake. And then we might get eaten by the python, too. But Jubilee can't stay up there forever alone. She needs food and water, and she's really, really upset. Sooner or later, the snake is going to wake up, and the very first thing it will see is little Jubilee. Reader, we need your help. Help us think of ways to rescue poor little Jubilee from the snake in the tree. While you think, we're going to hear a brief word about this episode's sponsor, Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures was sponsored by Penguin Young Readers, featuring Ordinary People Change the World, a series by New York Times bestselling author Brad Meltzer. I am Jane Goodall gave me lots of great ideas for today's adventure, and there are so many more inspiring people to read about in this series. Rosa Parks, Jim Henson, George Washington, Helen Keller. I wonder which one I'll read next. Wow, Reading Bug. It sure sounds like these books have inspired you to be the bravest and smartest bug you can be. The series is illustrated by Chris Iliopoulos. I recommend this series for any early reader and anyone looking to learn more about some of the amazing people who have changed our world. Get books in the Ordinary People Change the World series by New York Times bestselling author Brad Meltzer at your local independent bookstore or thereadingbug.com. Thank you for your support, Penguin Young Readers. We're proud to recommend these terrific books to help inspire young readers to change the world. Oh, hello, Reader. I'm so glad you came back to help us rescue little Jubilee, the chimpanzee. And you're back just in time, too. If you remember, poor little Jubilee was separated from her mom and her twin brother several days ago. And when we found her, she was stuck right up above us, high up on a branch of the Imbala tree, crying and afraid to climb down because of the giant, dangerous rock python looped around the branch next to her. We're standing on the ground below Jubilee with Salim, our new friend who is a primatologist here in Gombe Stream National Park in Tanzania, trying to figure out a way to get Jubilee out of the tree and away from that enormous snake. Reader, 
Have you been able to think of any way to get Jubilee down from the treetop without waking the sleeping python perched next to her? We've got to hurry. We may be running out of time. I'm afraid the python will wake up any minute now. Slim, what are we going to do? Friends, I have a tiny bit of good news for you. First, the python is still sleeping. See? But for how much longer, I do not know. Second, look at his belly. That python is as big around as my thigh. That means he has eaten recently and is not likely to be hungry today. Did you know that an African rock python can live up to an year without food if the animal it has eaten is big enough to sustain it? But I still don't want to take any chances. Let's make sure that the snake stays sleeping as long as possible while we attempt our rescue. Okay, Salim, but how? Any way up the tree and onto Jubilee's branch means we'll need to cross paths with that python. Not exactly, Lauren. What if we rescued Jubilee from above? From above? Yes. If we climb all the way up the trunk of the tree, I think we could sneak out to one of the branches right above Jubilee, moving over the snake. Once we've made it there, we just need to reach down for Jubilee and carry her back over the snake and down the tree branch. Fantastic idea, reading bug. But it's dangerous too. Not only will we need to climb high into the tree, but we'll still be only feet away from that dangerous snake. Lauren, reader, reading bug, I won't be able to rescue Jubilee alone. Do you think you can climb the tree with me so we can work together to bring her down to safety? Oh my, reader, the reading bug's plan may be the only way to save Jubilee, but it's not going to be easy. What do you say? Are you ready to face danger and climb the tree with Salim? Yes? Okay, let's do it. Salim, we're ready to climb with you. But I'm worried the snake may wake up while we're up there. What should we do if the python wakes up? Oh, I have an idea. Lauren, I read that snakes are frightened by loud noises, which is pretty weird since they don't have ears and can't hear. But they do feel the vibrations from loud noises. If the python wakes up, should we maybe start making loud noises to scare it? Great idea, reading bag. It's never a good idea to face a dangerous snake head on. But if the python starts to wake up, and we have no other choice, let's all clap our hands, bang on the tree, and shout as loudly as we can to see if we can frighten him away. When that time comes, I'll call out the words we should yell, and you can repeat them after me, okay? Okay! Okay! Okay. Now, are you ready to start our climb? We will need to move slowly and quietly. Careful not to wake the python as we move higher and higher. Okay, reader. It's time to climb. Just reach your arms up as high as they can go, and grab the tree trunk just above your head. Great! Now, pull yourself up with your arms while pushing down on the trunk below you with your feet. Excellent work. Now again, and remember to keep quiet and move slowly. No sudden movements. We don't want to wake that snake. Good. Stretch, pull. Stretch, pull. Keep it up. Stretch, pull, stretch, pull. Keep on moving, up we go. 
stretch, pull, stretch, pull. Can we make it? I don't know. Stretch, pull, stretch, pull. Stretch, pull, stretch, pull. Excellent work, reader. We're almost there. But first, we need to climb past the python. Don't look. But he's really, really close to us, breathing heavily. Maybe because of that large meal in his belly. Let's move very carefully and very quietly past him. Follow right behind Salim and grab the branch and pull. Stretch, pull, stretch, pull. Keep on moving, up we go. Stretch, pull, stretch, pull. Can we make it? I don't know. Stretch, pull, stretch, pull. Stretch, pull, stretch, pull. We made it to the top. Phew, we made it. We're on the tree branch just above Jubilee and the snake. But, oh my, don't look down, reader. It's a very, very long way down. Let's keep our bellies close to the branch below us so we don't slip and fall. Salim, you too. Okay. Stretch your body out with your belly on the branch and slide out just a little further until we're just above little Jubilee. Just like that. Reader. You look a little like a snake moving along on your belly like that. Okay, just a little further, and we'll be right above Jubilee. Great! Keep going! Wait! Everyone stop! Salim, why did the baboons start making such a ruckus? If they don't quiet down soon, they're going to wake the python for sure. Um, Lauren, I think it's too late to worry about that. I think the baboons are trying to warn Jubilee that the snake is awake. And, oh no, now it's slowly moving toward a very frightened Jubilee. Hurry, we must rescue her now. We are out of time. Yes, Raider, we need to move quickly now. Since you're just above Jubilee, I need you to reach your arms down as far as you can. I'll hold on to your legs while you reach it to make sure you don't fall. Quickly, reach, reach. Just a little more. Come on, Jubilee. Just a little jump and you'll be in our arms. Come on, Jubilee. Don't be scared. We're here to help. Yes, we got her. Great work, Rida. Quickly hand Jubilee to me and we will pull you back up again. That was close. How brave you were, Reader. But you did it. You rescued poor little Jubilee. But Lauren, the snake is still blocking our way down the tree. And he's looking hungrily up at us. I'm not sure our escape is over just yet. You're right, reading bag. It is time to clap our hands, bang on the tree, and make as much noise as possible to see if we can make that snake go away. Can you help? Clap with me now. Very good. The python seems very confused, but is still not moving away. While we are clapping and stomping, let's try this chant I often use to chase snakes away. Repeat my words very loudly. Python, python in the tree. 
python, python in the tree. I'm loud and fast, and you'll never catch me. I'm loud and fast, and you'll never catch me. I'm gonna keep on clapping. I'm making a fuss. I'm gonna keep on clapping and making a fuss until you slither away from us. Until you slither away from us. Look, I think it's working. Let's try again, all together now. Python, python in the tree. I'm loud and fast, and you'll never catch me. I'm gonna keep on clapping and making a fuss until you slither away from us. All that noise worked. The python is slithering down the tree now, away from us. And boy, does he look mad. As soon as it clears away, let's hurry down the tree ourselves and run away before the python realizes we're gone. Yes, humans really can run much faster than pythons can slither. But we'll need to be sure to run fast. Okay, the snake has made it down the tree. Quickly follow me and Jubilee down the tree trunk. Hold on tight to the branch and then move your feet to the branch below. Good job. Keep on going until we reach the ground. Great. Now quickly run this way. Go! <sighs> we did it! Great work, everyone. But wait. Oh, no. Where's Jubilee? I don't see her anywhere. Do you think she might have fallen? No, no. I carried her safely down from the tree. But where has she gone now? Oh, look. Not to worry. Jubilee just wanted to hug her baboon friend, Goblina. Look, there they are, reader. Oh, wow. They're so cute together. See them tickling each other with their fingers and rubbing and nuzzling each other? They really are best friends. And here she comes back. Hello, Jubilee. It's very good to see you and to have you back in my arms again, even though I know I'm only second best to Goblina. Here, I have bought you some snacks since I knew you'd be hungry. Reader, look how much Jubilee loves the bananas and fruit Solem is feeding her. She must be really hungry after such a scary ordeal. Now that your tummy is full, little one, I think it's time for us to head back to find Josie and Jack. What do you think? And look how excited Jubilee is when Salim mentioned her mother and brother's names. It looks like she knew Salim was talking about her family. Lauren, I'm sure she did. I read that chimps not only can learn to recognize our words, but they also have been taught to use sign language to communicate with humans. Oh, wow, that's incredible. What a happy ending to our search for Jubilee. I'm jubilant we were able to find her and rescue her on our adventure today. I can't wait to tell my family all about it. Oh, but our adventure is not over yet, Lauren. We still need to get this little chimp home. Now I don't usually hike through the rainforest like this, especially in the late afternoon. It can be very dangerous at this time because now is when many of the animals get active and predators begin to hunt. We might run across a hot hippopotamus getting ready for a float in the river or a leopard looking for its lunch. We will want to start walking right now before it gets any darker. Oh yes, please. Our run-in with that 10-foot python was enough excitement for one day, don't you agree, reader? Let's walk quickly so we can get Jubilee back to her family as soon as possible. 
and without any more danger. Of course, Loren. Let's get started and stay alert for sounds of dangerous animals. But in our haste, we don't want to miss the sights and sounds of the late afternoon in Gombe. For example, if you look over there, where the sun will be setting, you can see a giant eagle owl. Oh yes! Look, he's right there! The giant eagle owl is the largest owl in Africa, measuring a little over two feet in length. It is mainly gray in color, and you can distinguish it from other large owls by its bright pink eyelids. That owl is probably just waking up now, since it's a nocturnal animal like the leopard. That's right, reading bug. If you're quiet as you walk, you can see other sights as well. Like that small group of bush pigs rooting around, looking for food in the fertile ground close to the river there. Do you see them? Oh, yes. You said they're called bush pigs? They look a little like pigs and a bit like wild boar, too. You know, I bet bush pigs share a lot of DNA with those other animals. I read that bush pigs are about three feet tall, but the grown-ups can weigh up to 325 pounds. These bush pigs in front of us are dark brown with a lighter colored mane, and they have small eyes, a muscular snout that they can use to find food, and pointed ears. Reader, maybe you'll want to draw an illustration of one. Oh, and can you hear them too? I also read that bush pigs communicate with one another using grunts and squeals. Listen. Yes, I hear them too, reading bag. And here's another sight. If you use your binoculars and look away down the river, you might catch a glance of a hippo getting ready to launch himself into the river. Let's try it. Grab your binoculars, reader. What do you see? Oh, look. I see the hippo. But, Salim, I think that hippo may be a her, because I also see a cute, tiny hippo baby following right behind her. <laughs> Don't worry, Jubilee. We think you're cute, too. Salim, Jubilee is such a pretty name. Do you know who named this cute little chimp? I don't know who named her, but I know why she's named Jubilee. Why? Do you remember that Jane Goodall was the first person to study chimpanzees in the Gombe National Park? Well, when Jane was very little, her father bought her a lifelike chimpanzee and she named Jubilee the name of the first baby chimpanzee born at the London Zoo. Jane's parents friends that the chimpanzee toy would frighten baby Jane. But Jane loved her stuffed animal, and even now, more than 80 years later, Jubilee, the stuffed chimpanzee toy, sits on a chair in Jane's home in England. So our little real-life chimpanzee, Jubilee, was named after the baby chimp at the London Zoo and Jane Goodall's stuffed animal. That's correct, little bug. A pretty name for a pretty little chimpanzee. <laughs> oh, it's okay, Jubilee. Don't worry, we'll find your mother and brother soon. Lauren, we still have a pretty long way to go. How about a song to help comfort Jubilee? Great idea, Reading Bug. I've been working on a little ditty all day long. I call this the Primate Swing, and I wrote it just for you, Jubilee. Reader, I'm going to need your help with the movements and sounds, okay? Ready? And jump from tree to tree. Ooh, 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 ooh. Peel a banana just like a chimpanzee. Ooh, 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 ooh. Beat your chest 
like a big gorilla. Ooh, 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 ooh. Hug all your friends like a little bonobo. Monkey see and monkey do. I love monkeys and if you do too, we can work together to protect their home. Give them safe places to live and roam. Good singing. Thank you, Lauren. If you look around, you'll see that we are on a path that the chimpanzees sometimes use, so keep watch, we may encounter a few chimps. Gombe chimps are pretty used to the people who watch them, and they think of us as just another forest animal, like the baboons and the monkeys. Occasionally, however, a male chimp may become aggressive if he encounters a human that he hasn't seen before. So let's all stick together so that any chimp that may approach us can quickly see that you are with me. Uh, Lauren, Salim, Weir, don't look now, but I think we've got company. Salim, look, it's a chimpanzee with its hair standing on end all over its body, just like a cat when it's frightened. Oh no, he's not alone. There are more chimpanzees coming out of the trees all around us. I know you said that the chimpanzees here were friendly to humans, but these chimps don't look like they're trying to make friends. Should we be afraid? Let's try to stay calm, everyone. You're right that these chimps are being a little aggressive. I read that when a chimpanzee's hair is standing on end, like that one's, the chimp is displaying. That means that it is trying to look as big and ferocious as possible, because it is about to attack another chimpanzee, or another animal. You mean, another animal like us? Well, yes, possibly. In this case, these chimps may think that we are the ones who have taken Jubilee, so they could be getting ready to attack us in order to rescue her. Reading Bug, you had some good advice for us with the python. Any chance you've read anything about how to stop a chimpanzee from attacking? Yes. The first rule is to remain calm. But I don't know how to do that because I'm really scared. Once again, Little Bug, your reading has come in handy. It is very important that we all remain calm. So please stand still and please try to avoid sudden movements. We need to keep our breathing steady and hold our ground. But we don't want to move any closer to them than we are right now. Uh, I don't know how long I can face off with these giant strong primates. Quick, Lauren, try singing them your song and see if it can put all of us at ease. Okay, you think it'll work? Sing with me. And jump from tree to tree. Ooh, 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 ooh. Peel a banana just like a chimpanzee. Ooh, 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 ooh. Beat your chest like a big gorilla. Ooh, 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 ooh. Hug all your friends like a little bonobo. Monkey. 
monkey see and monkey do I love monkeys and if you do too We can work together to protect their home Give them safe places to live and roam I sure hope that's Jubilee's mom and brother, Josie and Jack. Jubilee, is that your mother and brother? It is them. I recognize Josie and Jack. The rest of you stay where you are, and I'll slowly bend down and let Jubilee run to her family. Listen to those sounds as they welcome Jubilee back, reader. And look, Jubilee has jumped onto Josie's back and is busily grooming her. And the rest of the chimpanzees look happy, too. They must have decided that we were friends, not foes. That's right. We're friends. Friends, do you understand? Salim, you said the chimpanzees have been taught to understand sign language, right? Yes, that's right. Well, perhaps they'll understand if we show them the sign for friendship. Reader, hold out both of your pointer fingers in a hooked C shape. Great. Now... Hook them together with one hand facing up and the other hand facing down. Excellent. Now, switch your hands so the opposite one is facing down and hook your fingers again, just like your pointer fingers are giving each other a hug. That's right. Good job. Bye, Jubilee. Bye, Jack. Bye, Josie. Lauren, Rita, look. Josie is making the sign for friendship back at us as she walks back into the trees. She did understand us. Salim, where are all the chimpanzees going? It's getting to be the time for the chimps to make their beds high in the trees where they'll spend the night tonight. Talking about beds, I'm about ready for bed myself. That was an incredible adventure. Reading Bug, thanks for bringing us here to help us rescue and find Jubilee. Now that we have reunited Jubilee with her family, I think it's time to say goodbye to you, Salim to jump into our magic book bag and head for home. Salim, thank you for your friendship and for being our guide on today's incredible adventure. It was my pleasure. We would not have been able to find Jubilee without you, the reading bag, and your reader friend. Thank you all for your help. Thank you, Salim. We'll hope to visit again on another adventure soon. But for now, we must say goodbye. Reader, it's time to hop into the reading bug's book bag and head home again. Are you ready to go? Everyone hop three times with me, then into my book bag. Here we go. One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. We've had a big adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away. It's working. Look, reader. We're zipping away from the Gombe National Park and heading back home again. 
The forests, chimpanzees, and other wildlife are all fading from view as our adventure comes to an end. It was wonderful traveling back to Africa with you. We learned a lot about the chimpanzees, just like Jane Goodall, and we were able to rescue little Jubilee and return her safely to her mother and brother. When we get back, I hope you'll show the illustrations you create to your friends and family and tell them all about our trip together. What was the part of the adventure that you'll remember the most? I'll never forget that enormous snake, the joy of Jubilee's mom and brother when she was returned to them, or the other animals of Africa, like the baboons, bushbuck, and skinks. Reader, if you enjoyed today's adventure and want to learn more by reading any of the books in my book bag today, you can find a complete list at www.thereadingbug.com adventures. Reader, look! We made it back home. Thanks for your help on today's adventure. We could never have found Jubilee without you and your terrific imagination. You climbed up the tree and loudly scared away that snake. You made a real difference for Jubilee and her family. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Cause you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true just by being you. You were a brave adventurer today, reader. We'll see you again really soon for another incredible adventure together. Goodbye, reader. See you soon. Goodbye. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations, too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. What a terrific adventure. I'll be starting the coloring music soon. So reader, you know what that means. That's right. It's time to get your crayons and paper and start coloring. Be sure to share your illustrations with us by email or on social media. And while you get started, we've got a few people to thank. Today's episode is sponsored by Penguin Young Readers and the Ordinary People Change the World series with wonderful biographies for kids like I Am Jane Goodall and I Am Rosa Parks. Thank you for making today's episode possible. Please support our sponsors by purchasing their products at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thank you to all our individual sponsors as well. Become a patron by looking for Reading Bug Adventures on patreon.com and help support the creation of more original stories and music. I'm Lauren Savage, and our chimpanzee adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me and Chloe Savage with original music by me, Ross Gruet, and Alexa Thanos. Sound mixing and mastering was by Resonate Recordings. 
The Reading Bug is a family-owned independent bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. And please continue to be supporters of the passion, expertise, and creativity of independent booksellers by shopping with us or your local independent bookstore. Thank you. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. 